happy Christmas Eve to all of you who are watching from home. We are glad that we have the opportunity to still be with you, even though we had to make the difficult decision to push our Christmas Eve service completely online. I know that if I am weary and tired of this pandemic and the need to take precautions like this, that you all must be weary too. And so I just want to say thank you to each of you who are watching and participating with us at home. I want to thank, say thank you to the staff and the volunteers and the band who came out tonight so that we could still bring you a Christmas Eve service, even though we are dealing with yet another wave of coronavirus infections. Before we jump into the text that I want to share with you tonight, I want to invite you, as usual, just to pray with me for a moment before we read our passage, and I share with you what is speaking to me out of this passage tonight. Would you just join me? God, we thank you for this Christmas Eve, wherever we happen to be right now in our living rooms or our front porches uh, or sitting in our cars somewhere watching a Christmas Eve service with family and friends or even alone, whoever we might be, wherever we might be. We pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight, that as we ponder these songs and prayers and passages of scripture, that you would fill our hearts with the message of love that comes with the Christmas story. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Janelle and Claire Elise shared two of the famous passages of the Christmas story, the passages that speak about shepherds keeping their flocks at night and angels appearing to them, the proclamation of God's coming and inbreaking of the kingdom into the person of a baby. But tonight I want to share with you our reading from the lectionary. Some of you know that our church is a part of a tradition that sometimes teaches according to the lectionary. And the lectionary for tonight comes not from the Gospels, not from those traditional Christmas stories, but instead comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 5. This is our passage for tonight. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. I was surprised when I saw that this was our passage tonight from the lectionary, because of course, it's not the traditional Christmas story. Instead, this is John, who was the youngest disciple, the youngest follower of Jesus, opening up his gospel story, sharing his message and the way that he begins his message is very different than what we read in Matthew or Luke or even Mark. John begins with this sort of mystical passage about a kind of esoteric God that we can't touch or see. A God that seems sort of distant and invisible and yet breaks into our life with light. And he says that this is the story of the coming of God. I find this so interesting because it's so different than those Christmas passages 
that we just heard. But for John, for the Apostle John, I think it's important to understand that for him, the story of a child born into difficult circumstances, the story of a child born to a shunned and outcast couple who have returned home for a census only to find that there was no decent place for them to stay, a pregnant woman who has to give birth in a stable, that story of hardship and waiting and difficulty and discomfort, that story of pain and suffering for John is the story of light coming in the darkness. I love the way John says this a little later in John chapter 1, verse 18. He says this, No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. John begins that sentence with this odd phrase, No one has ever seen God. And yet here we are celebrating the birth of God in the person of Christ. Why would John say no one has ever seen God? I think the clue is in this passage itself, which is notoriously difficult to translate. Whatever version of the Bible you might have at home, I'm reading from the NRSV. This sentence is a kind of odd construction. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Other translations of this passage read more like this. No one has ever seen God, but it is an only Son, God, who is close to God. I think what John is trying to say here is that there is something about this story this story of a baby born to a couple who have been shamed, who have suffered, who have traveled so long only to find no comfort, no welcome, no hospitality. There's something about this story of a baby being born to this couple that contains the very heart of God that we can somehow see God in. John likes this phrase, no one has ever seen God, because he repeats it again in a letter he writes to the early churches in Asia Minor. We find it in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. The apostle John repeats, no one has ever seen God. But now, maybe because John has gotten a little bit older, a little bit wiser, has maybe progressed in his spirituality. He is not the young teenage follower of Jesus anymore. John follows up this familiar phrase, not with a passage that is difficult to understand, but instead with something that is crystal clear and shockingly relevant, I think, to our lives. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, he says, No one has ever seen God, but... If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made perfect in us. I'd like to think that all these years later, John has come to a place of clarity. He understands that this story of Christmas, this inbreaking of God in the person of this infant born in such difficult circumstances, perfectly captures the reality 
of God. And that reality is very simply that when we encounter love and hope and peace and joy, that we have seen God. And when we love each other, God lives in us and we then know God. This, I think, is what we are talking about when we talk about God. We like to make God concrete. We like to define God. We like to give rules to God. We like to tell each other and everybody else around us who God is and who God isn't and whether you are or are not with God. But I don't think it's that simple. I think that what we're talking about when we talk about God is very simply and maddeningly difficult to define. And that is love. When we experience the love and the hope and the peace and the joy of a newborn infant born to a suffering couple that they have experienced God. God is life bursting forth out of a long period of waiting, hoping, and suffering. God is love coming just when we need it the most. God is the coming of Christ to a couple who did not deserve it. God is light bursting forth into the darkness. Tonight we symbolize that God when we light a candle and then we pass that light to each other. Just like John no one has ever seen God, but when we love God, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. And so just like Janelle lighting her candle and experiencing the light for herself and sharing it with Claire Elise. Claire Elise sharing it with me. And you at home sharing your light with each other. This is what it means for us to know God. It means we experience God's light in the midst of our darkness. And we share it with each other. If you have your candles at home, we want to encourage you to light your candles, share them with each other. And then let's sing this last song together. Joey, would you lead us? Church, you will know this song. We're going to take two very well-known songs. One, a traditional holiday song named uh, Silent Night. And we're going to bring it together with Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. So I hope that you'll join us from wherever you are.
Well, we just want to thank you for joining us tonight on our live stream. We know this is not the way we expected to do it, but that's okay, and we're glad that you're here with us. I just want to reflect on this candle real quick before we leave and focus on the light of your candle. Hopefully you have one. And think about the way that Christ has been a light in your life this year, this Christmas season, and how Christ remains a light in the coming year. I love how Mysar Eckert says, the eternal birth must take place in you now. So as you look at this candle, think of that, how this light, the eternal birth, the light of Christ is now taking place in you. How we continue this story as Christians, as light givers to the world. So this Christmas season with your family or with your friends, think about that. Think about the tangible ways God has lit up your light, lit up your life. And also think about the ways you can light up the world and others. May the peace of God be with you. Have a beautiful week, everyone. We'll see you this Sunday at 11 a.m. and Merry Christmas.